Hey everybody, welcome to episode 70 of Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. I'm your host and fellow Metallica fan. My name is Brandon, and that is our brand new podcast intro by the one and only Hector, the one-man band behind Bison out of the UK, who is also my guest on this episode. He put together a fantastic 17-minute Ride the Lightning medley that is out on YouTube right now at his channel. You can check out the link in the episode description. But I'm also going to play the full medley at the end of this here episode. All the music you're going to hear in this episode and in future episodes of Metallicast are going to be from the medley bison was nice enough i should say hector was nice enough to allow me to use his music i am a really big fan of his work because it captures the vibe and attitude of the original recordings but he puts his own spin on it he is very creative with it with his own arrangements adding some of his own compositional work on top of what Metallica has already composed. It is really well done. I think everybody out there in the Metallica Asmodee Show will be really big fans of it. And we have a great conversation. We talk about how we got into Metallica. We talk about how Load is a criminally underrated record, how Lars Ulrich is a criminally underrated drummer. Yeah, we fanboy out in this one. It is a lot of fun. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Hector from Bison out of the UK. My guest today is all the way from the UK. He is a one-man band. I am very excited to have him on. He recently completed a like 17-minute Ride the Lightning medley that is epic. And he is also the man responsible for the new Metallicast intro music that you heard at the start of this here episode. So please welcome... To Metallicast, the one, the only Hector of Bison. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Uh, so it's great. Uh, it's a little late here, but I'm I'm delighted to be on. Um, what, what what state what state are you in, man? I I completely forgot. Where, where I am in Connecticut, not too far okay. from New York City. Of course, yeah. Okay, great. So it is, you know, my my work day and family day basically is coming to a close and your day has been very long and <laughs> should have been over a couple oh, hours shit. ago probably yeah, so it's fine <laughs> it's fine it's fine i'm delighted um yeah I, i'm uh, on the side of my, my job i'm actually a, a music teacher i i, I teach uh, kids and, music and teacher here no way that's great yeah. that's great yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. cool look at that well i mean i i wasn't always I mean, I—I uh, I gotta be honest. I, was, I won't. I won't keep it. I'll keep it short. I just—I basically, I was in. I was a. I was, I was a lawyer for about two, three years. I, something personal happened with my father, and and uh, I—I decided that 
I wanted to, even though I had studied music at university and college, and I really sure. wanted to try and do something like meaningful. So um, I, I'm classically trained guitarist. I had a, got a scholarship to go to music college when I was 16. And, you know, I, I music crazy. And uh, the, the amount of job satisfaction I get from teaching kids how to play music is just, uh, you know, it's great. It's great. Yeah. So are you are you doing uh, private lessons? Are you in a classroom or both? Yeah, I am. I am at the moment. It's funny because it's. I would love to join a school. I'd love to be able to teach yeah. you know kids on mass. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm not. I don't want to bore anybody with the budget system, budget things uh, <laughs> over here or government. Anything. I want you know everyone just goes click off. <laughs> uh, but, but the truth is, is that the funding isn't amazing right now for yeah. schools and the arts. So at the moment I'm, I'm, I'm going private, although my, my, anyone interested, my fees are very reasonable and, uh, and I don't, and I don't clock watch either. So you, you'd get a very good value for money. Uh, and uh, yeah, but you know, I would, I, in the future, yeah, of, of course I'd be, uh, I'd be, I'd love to be able to work in a school. It'd be great. It'd be a really, really, really great thing to do. Awesome. And all of Hector's contact information is in the episode description. So if you are in the UK and you want to learn how to play music, you hit him up. <laughs> yeah, that's very kind. Thank you. Yeah. If you, if you, if you go to what page eight on Google search, you might find me there. Like just, uh, but yeah, no, that's very kind of you. I'm in the uh, greater London area. Anyone, Anyone who knows the area of uh, what Sidcup is where I live, um, but it's basically what about half an hour drive from Greenwich. If you know Greenwich in London, uh, basically South London towards Kent. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, it's all good. But yeah, the seventeen-minute medley, as uh, I'm, you know, I, that that took a lot of work, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk a bit about that. Definitely, and, and that what you just said threw me off a little bit because Greenwich, Connecticut, is like right next door to where I live. So you know, we just ripped everything off from you guys, basically. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Uh, you know what? My history is hazy. Do you know what? Uh, so, so I, I, I have no idea which came first. I mean, I, so uh, but I, I'm. T I tell you what. Well, Greenwich is famous in London for having great uh, market stores it's got a, a kind of a royal building and the old naval college building which is very historical and also greenwich mean time the uh, uh you know it's gmt time yeah. so but, um uh but yeah i know greenwich connecticut i know from the movies um you know yeah. most made, you know i i watch movies and then you know people think i read and, uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well this is how educated i am just to uh you know uh make you look smarter um, growing up, I, I did not grow up in Connecticut. I grew up in New England, though, which some yeah. of my students are like, you don't have an English accent. I'm like, <laughs> New England. Oh, New my England. God. But um, so right. I grew up in New England, like Massachusetts, New Hampshire. Boston, right? Is yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. Yep, Boston. Yeah. I went to uh, I grew up about within 45 minutes of Boston. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I live in Connecticut, like I said. But um. Growing up, I knew Greenwich, Connecticut mostly because I was like, oh, that's where Vince McMahon lives from the WWE. <laughs> that's that's my level of education, okay? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that trumps anything I say about Greenwich. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I mean, anywhere Vince McMahon has, like, you know, put his flag in is definitely worth knowing. I mean, I mean, respect. I mean, the guy looks like he's on the edge all the time. I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't think know he has to be. 
That's true. I mean, I, I don't know how you do that what, job. What he's achieved not. for wrestling and the, and the entertainment industry. Yeah. Well, you know, enough said. But yeah, fair play. I didn't know that. <laughs> more. So that's, that's interesting. So what? You are you a, are you a Patriots fan or or no? I so where I I am a Patriots fan, but where I live is weird because Connecticut is New England, but I'm so close to New York mm-hmm. that we have a weird mix of like for football, we have giants fans, jets fans, Patriots fan for baseball. We have red Sox and Yankees fan. And, you know, we don't get along. So it's a weird mix of people here uh, where you have New Yorkers, New Englanders all mixed together. So it's interesting. And there's a, uh, a sports bar, not far from here that I've, uh, I've been to once or twice and they sell, uh, t-shirts, uh, right. like bar t-shirts, but each one is associated with a sports team. So, you know, if you go to Boston, yeah. you're, you're getting a Patriot shirt and that is it. You come <laughs> here, you have your selection of Patriots, Jets, Giants, and at this bar, Cowboys, because I guess they're America's team. So like people, they're just Cowboys <laughs> right. fans everywhere. Uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, so it's a, it's a hodgepodge of people here, but yeah. Well, I, I mean, the thing is that I've, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a, uh, naturally a football fan, and uh, like many football fans, we are incredibly optimistic yet cynically uh, unsupportive of any anyone mentioning uh, the word progress or trust the progress or this is part <laughs> of the plan, guys. We're like, you don't know what you're talking about, and I mean, I know. I don't, thing is, I, I love so many American stand-up comics, and. I've made I've I, every year I must make a conscious effort to get into American football, yeah, and baseball and and really I always I always and, and do you know what I I, I think it's it's uh, I think probably was it uh, Bill Burr I think he was the one of the guys I mean he just an ang- another I guess I relate to him because he's just an angry <laughs> sportsman sports yeah. person sports yeah fan, yeah, yeah. You know I, I love mean? Bill I'm Burr like, I'm that guy. I'm I'm totally that guy. Just so <laughs> angry and everything's all the beauty of the sport has been has lost. And you know, you got like yeah. someone like Stan Kroenke who moves a, a team from out of a state and then back into a state. It's like what is <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? You know, uh, you know. And we fun, you know, anyway. But yeah, that's that's not why you invited me on. I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk fast. <laughs> no, well, that's the beauty of doing this podcast is that people come expecting all Metallica and they get mostly Metallica, but <laughs> we go down all these rabbit holes and I love it. You know, that's what, yeah. that's the beauty of having a conversation. That's, that's a great thing about this. It's, it's crazy that we were able to do this. You know, I'm in London. I know. I know this. Fantastic technology. Mm-hmm. So let's start at the beginning of sort of your musical journey. When you uh, kind of first lashed on to music, when you picked up an instrument and, <laughs> When did Metallica enter your musical vocabulary? Well, uh, so the first thing about music, I mean, the truth is, when, I, when, I, when I'm asked this question, I'm always, I, I, always, I do try and think of the precise moment in which music affect it, affects you, right, as a person. Right. I think, yes, we can go, oh, it was, you know, my mum's Michael Jackson or Soul Records, or it was this, it was that. I think my my view is that it was probably being scared the first time because of music, and that <laughs> might even be like like watching um, um, Bambi. Uh, the music in Bambi is incredibly yeah. dark and and yeah. melodic, and also the music in like the music in in most of those early Disney films, like Sleeping uh, Sleep uh, Snow White. Sorry, I should say 
Um, and then even, even further on, Jaws. I remember watching Jaws when I was three or four and hearing that score yeah. and going, I'm terrified by that, but I, I can't help but want to listen to that again and again and again. And then, you know, other films come in, like The Goods, Bad and the Ugly, and you hear all this classical score. You know, my, I, I'm, my, my, I'm half Spanish, half English. So, you know, I, you know, confused emotions already there, really. You know, I, 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 I overlove everyone and I, you know, I don't get close, I get too close to anybody at the same time. It's completely confusing for anyone. New. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm like, you know, I don't know how to love anything, but I love everybody so much. Uh, no, but so, so, but music was always um, something that, was taken seriously by my peers. I could tell the way that my dad and my granddad and my and my grandma, they how they and how my mum listened to music. Everyone took it quite seriously and that it was meaningful. It was valuable. And the where the music comes from is 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 meaningful. The fact that it's true, the fact that it's raw talent on a on a on a on a vinyl. You know, just and, right. and I was lucky because we had hi-fi. So my dad was a you know a bit of an audiophile. And he, you know, my first time of listening to music was on probably vinyl. So on through a fairly good system. So anyway, but in terms of uh, no one in my family played an instrument. And, you know, I'm going to fast forward to when I was probably about 10. Yeah. So I had, up to up to that point, my dad had just put on Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Jethro Tull, Super Tramp, um, Motorhead, uh, you know, uh, all these classic rock bands that everybody knows. But, but his yeah. way of putting those on was like, this is Deep Purple made in Japan. This is going to be an hour and a half long. <laughs> <Stunning>. <laughs> okay, and I'm eight. <laughs> and it's like, listen to this. There song. were no listen baby to, steps. No baby. Listen, yeah. listen to John Lord's organ solo. You look at, listen to it. And I'm listening to Lazy going, is that organ? And, I, and do you know what? At the time... Um, I didn't know how to process it. I didn't know. I didn't even know if I enjoyed it. I probably didn't. Um, but he liked it. Yeah. And I could see, I could see that I might like it in the future. But anyway, I'm going to fast forward because I already had heavy metal and hard rock and, and my mum's dance records. I love dance music as well. Soul music, loved it. Everything, the classical music as well. Classical music was really perhaps the first time that I felt the power of music, you know, I mean, it sounds a bit cringy, doesn't it? But if you listen to something like Four Seasons, The Four Seasons by Vivaldi, sure. and you listen to that and you think, that's scary. That was written in what, early 1700s? Yeah. You know, they did these, this is, that's scary how good that is. Even the definition now. of timeless, yeah. like literally, it, 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 to, for something to be written in the 1700s and yeah. hold up today, today is. Yeah. When you think about that, it's hard to even process. Well, what's really scary about that is that, you know, when that music was written, 10% of the world heard it at that moment. Yeah, in those, right. in those, that music wasn't then obviously cataloged properly until many years later, you know, after Bach sure. died, 200 years later, his music was rediscovered and they thought, actually, yeah. this guy might know what he's talking about, <laughs> right. you know, which is insane because yeah. now he's kind of the benchmark and the spine of any musical education you know he's kind of the 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 star that you hatch you you know you hit your, your wagon to really and that's what you follow you know Bach is for a classical classical guitarist 
it's it's massive amount of training, you know, just to be able to play Bach properly and yeah. voice melody properly. You know, that's another thing as well. It's like they didn't have any technology to mix their music. So what they did is they right. used voicing of melody and accompaniment and harmony to be their own sound engineer. Yeah. They want the melody here and now the bass comes over there. You know, it's incredibly technical. Anyway, the Metallica thing, the Metallica introduction, that came, like I said, about 10 or 11 years old. And it was the South Park movie. <laughs> it was the South Park movie. It was this music of Kenny going to hell. Little right? Kenny, you're going to hell. That was it. That was it. And I was, because I was already, my dad wouldn't let me watch so many programs. Yeah. He didn't let me watch. He, he was quite strict about what he thought contained substance and he would give me. It's not a matter right. of it being offensive or not. It was like, sure. this is satirical and you'll enjoy this. And yes. if you don't know why, I want you to hear it. Okay. I obviously, <laughs> you know, trusted him. I was like, dad, I'm not sure, you know, I'm, this is not my level. Anyway. Yeah. So, but, but he didn't, he didn't let me watch loads of stuff, but he definitely let me watch South Park from about nine or 10. He loved Very it. Nice. He thought it had, yeah. he thought he loved how, the boys interacted anyway he got me the vhs of the south park movie for christmas the orange vhs cassette box right yeah and i'm looking at this movie and you know kenny <laughs> kenny dies and he's 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 uh, he's lifted to heaven and he's looking at the pearly gates and the pearly gates are let's say decorated by female uh, uh you know whatever i don't i don't know i've been, i haven't been on the podcast before so i don't want to say anything that's kind of lewd or whatever but, but you, you can what? say whatever you can say whatever you want so the you know the breasts there and there's the fashion yeah. sign it's like yeah. enter press here enter now and it's like you're not entering this big guy like, scream no right and then yeah. he falls and there's this riff that comes in that's really like grab me no no joke man it really grabbed me and then the vocal performance by james hetfield I didn't know who it was. I remember rewinding, rewinding, rewinding. Re I, I tell you, and I said to I said to my dad, "Who is that?" And he's like, I, "He didn't. He didn't know." And he said, "He." But then he said, "He said I think it might be Metallica because it sounds like them." And he wasn't mm -hmm. a huge Metallica fan. Yeah. Anyway. In our in our, I'm going to go a little bit further on because then I kind of forgot about Metallica. I was about ten then. Anyway, uh, we had a school trip to, to uh, and I said to my dad, and this is when the new metal scene was, was really at its, at its thriving mm -hmm. uh, heights. And I asked my dad for a Limp Biscuit record. And he said, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, here's, he, he said, I'm liking your father more and more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I, yeah, he, he, he's, he's, he's got far more uh, substance here. Um, but so I was like, and he said, absolutely not. I said, oh, well, that's, that just shows you what type of parent you are. You know, that's just awful stuff. I come with you. I come to you in peace, you know, <laughs> asking for an innocent Limp Biscuit record. And you tell me no. And he said, what's it called? I said, it's better. Don't worry about it. Not, I said, put you off even further. Yeah. It's not significant other. Okay. It's the other one. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So he said, no, but I will give you this though. It's, I had a little Walkman. He gave me Jimi Hendrix experience. He gave me Highway to Hell and he gave me Load. He had listened to Load because a friend of his in New York, in New York, he was a, my, my dad was a, um, a cabin crew uh, steward for British Airways. So he went, to, he knew other places sure. around the world better than he knew London, but he loved yeah. New York. 
And a friend of his said, have you listened to Metallica's album yet? He said, no. He said, it's load. Check it out. It's really, really good. Really melodic, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he goes to a CD store in, um, in, 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 in New York, and he's, and he's listening to the first, listening to the second. He buys it. Anyway, I take, I take those CDs on, 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 on my school trip, Highway to Hell, Load, and the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Now, listening to Ain't My Bitch and the, and the drum intro to 2 by 4 everything went in that direction. Everything yeah. changed in terms of what I wanted out of music, where I thought, where I, where I heard music could be that powerful by four individuals. And now I didn't, and I didn't know until my, many years later that Load had got so much stick. I had no <laughs> right, idea. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like massive fan, and I had to work back because you know what year is this? Two thousand and it's two thousand and two. Yeah, two thousand one that I got into that I listened. That's late. That's that's after yeah. garaging. That's or before. Right, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's I'm I'm very late to the party. Anyway, but that's the beauty of Metallica's kind of um, you know reach, right? Sure, they, they, yeah. They, they they go through generations and generations. Well, it's but, funny because my entry point was the same. It with the, uh, I went the black album. Mm-hmm to load but understand when i got into the black album i was in elementary school and i thought that was their only album because i did not know better and then when i was in sixth grade load came out and that's when i got my first cd player that was the first cd i owned and i was like i have both their cds and then i you know went to the local (laughs) i went to the right and i went to the local record store and I'm like, let me let me see what's under Metallica. I think they only have two albums. And I'm like, oh, they have four more, you know. And then it's like, so yeah. now I I had to do the same thing and backtrack. And you, yeah, you experienced those early records. And you know, for me, I was I just started. I fell in love, so I became obsessed. Started reading. You know, this was before everybody had the internet, so I was reading. You know, books, magazines, anything I get my hands on about the history of the band, interviews with the band members, mm-hmm. and just kind of educating myself as to. Uh, you know what was going on talking to older cousins that were into them and yeah brothers and whatnot you know you're very fortunate because i i was the only metallica fan that i knew and i and my dad became a metallica fan but there was no nobody knew that i would become a complete pain in the ass <laughs> okay and i and, and also if you talk to any of my school friends uh, uh, they would they would confirm that I was most certainly on my own on the musical taste. Yeah. Fun. Okay. I I I went to I went to, to for example they were listening to Ja Rule and uh, you know the new Thong song by Cisco. <laughs> yeah. I was turning I was turning up Brandon saying, oh my god, have you heard Astronomy Domine by Pink Floyd? Like what's that about? From what? From 1967? What was I even thinking? I was going yeah. there going, "Have you heard Aqualung by Jethro Tull?" You know, and, and, and they're like, "Who is this kid? Like, send this kid. Yeah, this yeah, kid yeah. Is, is something wrong with this kid?" And and it was such a shame because I because they were like, they weren't they weren't. I wanted to talk about Metallica and like how the band sounded. I wanted to talk right. about enthusiastic about it. It like Lars's drums there, Hetfield's vo- vocal performance. Like it's, I mean, how interesting is where the wild things are, right? Like yeah. how in all the or or, or the, uh, the 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 last chorus in um, the house that Jack built, where Hetfield just goes that extra higher, bit higher. You know, I wanted to talk about all those com- all those things, and or like you know, is there a better album intro than "Ain't My Bitch"? You know, 
it, it took my it took my socks off. It really yeah. did. It really good. It was it was from that moment that I thought, you know, I might have to play an instrument here. And at one point, at one point, I wanted to make is the iconography of Metallica is is very special, um, and mm-hmm. it's and it's it's quite unique because. James Hetfield and predominantly James Hetfield, for me at that time, he transmitted a masculinity and also almost like a, a Titan type of um, uh, projection where it was very, very catchy. Like the way that he held his guitar, the way that he sang, the way that the lights yeah. lit the band up. Um, you know, it was it was the whole package. I like the I like the photographs of them. I didn't know there was a whole controversy about the short hair thing. <laughs> <laughs> so late to the party it's embarrassing it's so embarrassing i then been, and like yourself i thought load was their first album yeah that's their first album i had no idea i had no idea that's i didn't so know there was funny. another one called reload i had no yeah. idea i had no idea <laughs> that so, is so yeah, funny. i was completely out of the loop man and yeah um, yeah i mean at that time at that time i um i was what 11 12 and i said to my dad i'd like to play guitar i'd like to play guitar I had I just had lessons at the school, and um, well, that's another thing. But yeah. So when was like your what was your experience of going back and hearing that early Metallica? Because I'm thinking, when you're talking about you know getting into classical music, and yeah. there's such a, a a connection there when you listen to a track like Master Puppets, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and it's um, so drastically different than. You know their first album, Load. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, I know. Well, this so the 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 chronology is 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 completely pissed. It really is all asked about. It's completely all over the shop because right. I went, I went um, from Load. I went to S and M. And it was unintentional. It was unintentional because it was yeah. it was on it was on a, it was on a music video channel here in the in the UK. And I saw um, I think I saw uh, nothing else matters with a symphony orchestra. Okay, right. So I mean I'm eleven ten. So at the same yeah, time, yeah, yeah. I'm not entirely in control of what information I'm getting here. I'm just sure. Know, yeah. Uh, so, but it was an S and M. And then I heard them do. And I bought my dad bought me the DVD. He bought me the DVD. He bought me Reload. And he bought, but he bought me the DVD of S and M, mm-hmm. and I watched. I remember watching the uh, the extra extras on the DVD with Michael Kamen about four hundred times. Yeah. I mean, I just just because I, I was so fascinated with, um, with 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 a band that I didn't know was already in many people's life the biggest thing in their life. Okay, I didn't know about that, and that's quite fascinating for me at that age, at that young age, where these guys and I and I liked I liked seeing Michael Kamen with them and with the orchestra and them all. I love I love that dynamic, and I it actually why I, I also was supported by was that they didn't I, I was it was evident that they didn't know anything about classical music, um, <laughs> and I, that that for me for a young kid makes what they do accessible because now because yeah. i now i don't know a lot and maybe i sure. should have talent you know right um which is a great thing so i went from there listening to master of puppets with the orchestra for the first time i heard call of cthulhu and i thought what the fuck is this what the fuck is this <laughs> i had no idea so then then obviously it's an exercise of you know where have you been and you got to go back and and i was mm. so my i then bought my, the first album I bought with my money, like like many kids say, is Master of Puppets. I bought that one. And I heard Battery for the first time. 
Damage Incorporated, Orion. I heard all these songs for the first time. And at first, I, I was a bit, I didn't know if I liked it because it sounded so different. I was expecting yeah. the load Hetfield, the, the, the load <laughs> drums, the, uh, the, uh, the Bob Rock sound, let's right, say. Right, yeah. Right? So I wasn't, I, I, I was completely like, is this my jam or not? I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know, man. I, I have no idea. You know, and you know what's annoying is that fucking there's no one to talk to because <laughs> no one at the school likes this shit. And, I, and I'm thinking like, okay, am, I, am I nuts or something? I mean, yeah. I'm in the wrong country. I, I, feel like I'm, I, should, I wanted to go to San Francisco like as soon as I heard Metallica. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. That's where everyone hangs, you know, because right. I'm a complete ignorant boy and no idea. But I, I, I thought that the um, instantly was uh, instantly noticed the influence of Cliff it was evident to me that the influence of Cliff Burton in that band, uh, someone who was had a, 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 a more than advanced grasp on theory and harmony mm-hmm. and what we would consider the rudiments, sure, uh, yeah. you know, very competent, you know, arpeggiations uh, of, of, of simple chord progressions instead of playing the normal root of a chord. Instead, you're playing this, harmonizing thirds, the different types of thirds, uh, cadencing susp- suspended chords in there that you actually hear sometimes not a lot but you do hear sometimes here and there in particular songs I mean even something like Call of Cthulhu which is actually quite a sophisticated track that in you know mm. for a metal band by the way you know for what's that come out 1985 84 84 yeah 84 it's you know it's I, I was in written very early because Mustaine was still in the band when they were they initially wow. wrote it so you know they were probably yeah. 18 19 20 at the oldest which is like yeah. crazy yeah it is it is it's, it's incredible and it was hugely inspiring for a young person like me I, yeah. I felt like i had to do everything if i was going to play their music i had to do everything legitimately right. so i i i the way that i play you know everywhere that i play metallica song it's not right until i'm until my, I can't feel my forearm because I'm downstroking everything, and I've got I've, got, I've now got you know you know post traumatic stress in my forearm yeah. from playing right. everything down. So I was like, how do I hold a pick? Well, how does James hold a pick? Yeah, you know that, that level of kind of sadness was over here, right? I was I was I was totally totally fanboying. How yeah. do I hold a guitar? Well, yeah, that's how he holds it. That's how it's going to be done. Sure, you know, that's right. It. The um yeah the 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 classical influence was 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 quite obvious to me you know even something like you know obviously you can talk about master of puppets but having said that even something like um, there's a bit in i believe in, uh is it no remorse or even phantom um what's it called i forget the phantom name. lord phantom lord there, there are elements in there that i'm like that, that the chromatic changes that they had in the mm. in the in the chain the, and the um and the modulations that are quite there wasn't there's not many you know major modulations but like the, their ability to go this is an idea but to fit that in the jar and use it is right. that's, that's really difficult to do that yeah. so that takes a skilled arranger and and a bit of a, a, a an instinct for like which ideas work sure and which ideas don't you know so there's so instantly whether it's him or him massively talented and then you know obviously you hear slayer and anthrax and uh, you know and megadeth and you know, other bands, um, Exodus and Diamond Head that they were all influenced by. And then, yeah, it, you know, I, I, I was obviously, 
unprepared for the sonics of that era. Yeah. I was because everything at that in 2001, when I'm a teenager, you know, 11 year old, 12 year old, is so produced in a different way right now. Sure, right. right. So for my ears, that area of thrash metal is so cathartic, so heavy, so harsh, so kind of tangible. And, and even though yeah. later on I found out that everything was sped up on tape, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's still, it's still, it's still, it, let's say it's its own thing, right? So, yeah. But also in that, you know, late 90s, early 2000s era, like the guitar for a lot of those bands was taking a back seat, you know, guitar solos were not, uh, not existent. And, uh, it wasn't really till kind of the next wave of metal bands that, you know, the guitar solo and the guitar is like that primary instrument in metal came back. So, I mean, to go back in time and experience those albums, like, well, what, what, the, the solos, the harmonies, the everything that was happening in the complex riffing and the, you know, uh, the different time signatures. And it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a completely different beast. And, and, and while I'm not a fan of like the new metal era, I'm not even knocking it by saying that it's just a completely different beast. You know, the, the focus in new metal was the rhythm, the, the, the bass, the drums, the groove. And it, the emphasis was no longer on the guitar. The guitar was adding color, adding texture. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I loved I love prog music uh, from yeah. the seventies. I, I loved I lo- I really like. I have a soft spot for Jethro Tull. Uh, I, I have a, a you know I have a I love the live albums of those classic rock bands. Right. You know, you know I like King Crimson. I, I you know obviously I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan and Sabbath fan. I'm a huge. Sabbath. I didn't know how much of a Sabbath fan I was really until I hear. Do you know when I hear Sabbath now, I'm like fuck. I wish that band was around. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, fuck, I, I would know, love yeah. to fucking, I would love to see that band now. Fuck. I'm yeah. so I'm so you know, in I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I'm also <laughs> like, oh man, if a Led Zeppelin if a Led no, not not Led Zeppelin, but I don't know why. Led, Led Zeppelin different. I love Led Zeppelin. I mean I do big time. But when I hear Sabbath yeah. and I hear just the soul behind Tony Iommi's riffs and uh, it, it it, I feel like Metallica did another thing as well, really well. I also listened to Garage Inc. as well. I think what I did mm-hmm. is I, I, I was like, okay, so this is the map. I need to sure. learn everything yeah. here. And I think naturally my ears tended to go towards the stuff where I could, you know, I I, I loved Garage Inc. You know, everybody yeah. loves, you know, uh, astronomy, right? Everyone, everybody, right, uh, yeah. but Sabra Kadabra and the other co- covers there, they captured essence and took it somewhere else. I mean, I, they got me into Nick Cave. You know, and oh, I, me too. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm a, a huge Nick Cave fan. I well, Nick. The, th- the thing is with Nick Cave is uh, I, I had no idea how special he was until I became an adult, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't. And as a, as a young person, I didn't understand the music. I didn't have the capacity to understand the troubadour like music yeah. that he was producing. I had, I did, I hadn't, I hadn't been pissed off enough in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know what I mean? I, I hadn't yeah. seen, I hadn't, I hadn't been hurt enough You're to right, really yeah. understand what was going on there. But, but yeah, no, Metallica captured essence of every yeah. cover that they did. Motorhead, you can see they they live and breathe it. They they yeah. live and breathe it. They live and breathe Sabbath. They live and breathe Diamond Head. And in fact, what I love, why I did do, why I do these medleys is kind of like if I had an opportunity to do their music and show them to it. 
and capture their essence in my as best a way as I could in this. This is where I do everything. I record it in here and it's mixed by my friend. Um, yeah. But I would, I, I try to just take somewhere, some take the the ideas a little somewhere else for my own kind of uh, challenge, and but or, but always maintain the essence of you know what makes that band special. Um, um, yeah, and and Metallica, Metallica have that, uh, you know. I mean, even when they did the VMAs, they did all those covers, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Smells like Teen Spirit. Are you gonna walk my way? Uh, by Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, uh, White Stripes and. I mean, yeah. I was just, I was looking at it going, these guys, these guys hit heavier than than anybody, and it's yeah. not about low detuned guitars. It's not about anything like that. It's a, it's an approach. It's a physicality that yes, you, you can't distill. You cannot. Yeah. You, it's 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 something else, man. It really is something else. And I mean, I, I, I'm I'm a little bit all over the place when it comes to what's out now yeah uh, in the charts I, and and you know i don't i don't really know i mean gojira's just released their album and i listened to it i enjoyed it i'm gonna listen to it again great sound great production um you know and i want to i want to kind of feel that again you know what i mean yeah, i want to feel that again and it's not and it's it's fumbling me it's not they're not gojira i like and or any of those bands they're great i'm sure i just need to give them more time you know sure. it's probably on me for sure i mean yeah i don't know how you feel well, I, it's funny hearing you say all this just because I, and I think this is the case for a lot of Metallica fans. Like I went through such a musical journey because of this single band, sure. you know? So, uh, when I started doing my homework, I was like, who's Dave Mustaine. And then that leads me to Megadeth. <laughs> yeah. And then you start hearing about the other, the rest of the big four. So that's like, okay, yeah. I, you check out Anthrax, you check out Slayer. Then that leads you to Pantera. Then, you know, yeah. by the time I was in high school and I'm, you know, playing in a metal band, you know, my, my friends coming over with cannibal corpse and I can get into that because yeah. I've been exposed to that point at, you know, yeah. so now I'm getting to death metal and black metal and crazier stuff like Dillinger escape plan with all yeah. these crazy time yeah. signatures and everything. And, uh, it, it, so, but Metallica was my entry point to all of that. Yeah. And then outside of metal, like you were saying, well, some relate to metal, some outside of metal, but you know, there you 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 read about their influences all right now i'm gonna go check out lightning to the nations by diamond head i'm gonna go check out ace of spades by motorhead yeah. and then outside of metal it's like that lover man such a funky cover for them to do i what 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 what's up with nick gave in the bad seeds and i i buy that album and i i i i kind of process it and then another thing that really got me into nick cave was uh the Mercy Seat cover by Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. and I love Johnny Cash. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this is a cool cover by Metallica. There's this amazing cover by Johnny Cash. I got to know more about this Nick Cave guy, and I just uh, this Nick Cave guy. And I just did, you know, jumped in, did it, and, and now he's one of my favorite artists. And like, I think his last few albums, I, I've, I've, I've probably talked too much about Nick Cave up for a Metallica <laughs> podcast because there's so many malheads to listen to. Like, that's, that's like what are you? What are you uh, we don't even. What are you talking about? But uh, um. No, fuck, it, fuck them seriously. Nick Cave needs to be talking. <laughs> well, about. you know it's great. I did a uh, I did a crossover episode all about Loverman with a Nick Cave podcast called Jubilee Street. Oh, um, wow. So if anybody's interested in Nick Cave, you can check it out. They I'm have a great they have a great podcast too, um, and they they do a, like a different Nick Cave song every episode, and 
they yeah. they're they're very knowledgeable they they it's a fantastic show so uh i'll give them a little plug as we're talking about nick cave but i'm gonna check that out man i thank you i had no idea i had no idea and uh yeah i mean nick cave is the the uh the, the vocal performance that hetfield did on that yeah um i don't know i always felt that like I didn't know Lars was so unpopular until I was in college. And I, thought, I thought, here I am thinking, oh man, do you know what? Lars is the best, man. Oh, the dude, the dude, he's always in the pocket. He's always in the pocket. And then everyone, yeah, yeah. I arrive at college, everyone tells me I'm an arsehole. So I'm like, I'm like you know what? You're, and they're telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. And here I am thinking, that, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm turning up like all arrogant and, you know, yeah, yeah, thinking, yeah. What, telling me what Paul Rudd. Well, no, not Paul Rudd, is it? What's his name? Uh, from it's something Phil Rudd. from ACDC, the, uh, the drummer from ACDC. Phil Rudd, that's it. Yeah. I was like, "What are you telling me? He's 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 crap as well now because he stays in the pocket." Is that what yeah, you're telling yeah, yeah. me? Is that, it, that that's not easy to do, guys? But obviously, they're listening to Pantera. They're listening right, to yeah, uh, or the, the 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 Titans. Listen to Rush. They're listening to you know. Sure, like, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I don't get me wrong. I I, I never th- I never for one second thought that Lars or it was the best drummer. I don't like thinking of things like that. Really, when it comes sure, to sure, yeah, that was never my thing. I I. I I, I don't like a league table of, of musicians. I mean, I think that everybody yeah. can be special and it's, well, and I like that it's personal, you know? I, when I was in a, I'm not a big John Mayer fan, but I have a lot of respect for John Mayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but his music was never really my thing. But the reason I mentioned him is because when I was in college studying music, he uh, came to my college and spoke. And I, so wow. I went to go listen to what he had to say. And he, you know, had this great, point that has stayed with me where you know all of your favorite bands Mm -hmm. are the sum of their parts and you're gonna have you know they all have their strengths they all have their weaknesses you're gonna have some members that are maybe geniuses other members that are sort of not but they all work together and to balance out to make that to make that band and he was like if you he's like take the police he's like they can't you know, you, you have to have weaker, you have to have like a weaker member in that trio for it to work, you know? And I, and I'm not saying there is like a, that's really controversial. Cause I tell you what, I look at, <laughs> I look at the police. I'm like, I'm like Steve Copeland, Andy Summers, Sting, weak link. I'm like thinking, I'd say you what, if you're going to bump into, t- if you're going to bump into a rhythm section, you're, you're, you, you well, have that. That you are so lucky. That that's his comparison, not mine. Well, I, but I, you know, I, um, I I actually I that's funny because I think that in a I think that he's right. I think he's totally right. Who am I? I mean, I, I, he's obviously right. You know, I I always thought though, on that point is that everybody. And if I'm going to have to start a band, everybody's got to be good. Yeah, everybody's got to be great because when I, I listen to you know remember I my first introduction to bands was bands that are around in the sixties and the seventies. And uh, the prog bands that would do, you know, a half hour organ solo that was right, yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. And if anything, looking yeah. back now, was probably twenty nine minutes too long. Okay, uh, so you know it, you know. So for me, the musicianship there was was nevertheless virtuoso. It was virtuoso. Sure. You had, if I was listening to Deep Purple, I was listening to John Lord on the organ. I was listening to Richie Blackmore tear it up. Ian Gillen on the vocals. Ian Pace on the drums. You know, and I later, you know, I. 
each one is like you know Glover on the bass, great musicians, you know. And you hear, and when you watch it like a documentary, like classic albums, you're looking at how they put these things together. Yeah. They make always make it look so effortless, <laughs> right? And it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, screw you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that. John, what a, what a what a person to come and talk to you guys though. What John there? It was Amazing. cool. And but he also, you know, part of what he was saying, which makes a hundred percent sense, is like even if you have all the world, he's. His point being, you could have the world's best musicians mm-hmm. in one band, mm-hmm. and the band could suck. That's true. Yeah, that's you true. know, like it, it, it. You need that that's chemistry. Totally you need that magic. You need that. Uh, you know. Whereas you could have three of the worst musicians of all mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and they could make something happen. You know, look that's at cool. you know, Sex Pistols. You know, there's a magic <laughs> spark there that, or so many punk rock bands like there's there's yeah. sloppy players. But the but there's but there's that spark, there's that attitude, there's it, it all works well together, you know. And there's I'm not saying every punk band is sloppy, but you get what I'm saying. No, no, no. And no. then I think, yeah, I I I I do not. I just because if you're playing chords, you know, just for power chords here, there, yeah, there, there, every song that I I'm not snobby when it comes to this sort. Of yeah, thing. neither am I. I really am not. You know, great music comes from anywhere. <laughs> sure. The, the more simple, the better. You know, sometimes <laughs> because right, you know, yeah. If you can make great music <laughs> simply, then you know. But that's the thing too is that, you know, if you have all these great virtuosic musicians, mm-hmm. you they all have to know when it's time. You know, yeah. like you you can't all be soloing at the same time um for yeah. every song you know you you have to have a bass player that can do root five and then go crazy up and down the neck and you, you know what i'm saying it, it and every band is different isn't it it's, it's absolutely it's, yeah every band i mean I, it was evident that hetfield was was kind of the 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 uh the vocal point of a lot of substance and, sure yeah and and the kind of the, the, the torchbearer of 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 emotions that many of us struggle to talk yeah. about, explain, discover about ourselves. And you know, his story it's not the saddest story on the planet. Nevertheless, the, his mum dying at a young age, his brothers, mm-hmm. you know, all this it fitted the Scientology, I think, or something like that. It's it's the Christian it's, um, science, the, yeah. Uh, Christian science, right? Yes, it's it's all quite complicated, but it's all the backdrop and the context for 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 someone who is you know is broken by their experiences. And if you if you're if you're someone yeah. who can 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 can, uh, can uh, communicate that musically, that's kind of what it's all about. David right. Bowie, yeah, yeah. David Bowie is is whether you like him or not. In every decade that he was around, he completely cut everything into a different way. He, everything that yeah. he did was like jesus christ okay fair enough even if you're not even a david bowie fan you cannot help that if you go back to listen to heroes or if you listen to um you know aladdin sane or or you know even even you know uh what's it the 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 um the the, the disco thing that he did with Nile rogers it just doesn't matter but it's just really great music but the, the, it all comes down to ex- being able to express yourself and someone absolutely and, uh, yeah that is you know, sometimes that's the most difficult thing. Musicianship yeah. is one thing, but yeah, 
and then there's the other thing you got to look good you got to you got to sound good <laughs> right yeah, yeah you yeah. know what i mean you, and all of those other boxes that they tick absolutely yeah you know, well that's uh, and that's why there's so many reasons why there'll never be another metallica but it's because they somehow were at the right place right time doing yeah. the right type of stuff and they check all those boxes and and, I, and you know the reason i brought all that up was because you know when you were having those college debates like we all have those debates you know we and we and us Metallica nerds, we defend our mm-hmm. beloved Lars Ulrich, but <laughs> and uh, but oh, people are always like, "Well, what if uh, Vinnie Paul played drums or Dave Lombardo played drums?" And I and I said, "Then it would not be Metallica." I'm go. It would probably be a badass band, but it would not be Metallica. His drums are such a signature part of it. He doesn't need to play the most complex uh, beats. The most complex fills take a drum so like that's not his role in that band it's not it, he can like you said just play in the pocket keep the music driving forward he has a very unique style uh in terms of like his rhythm section is basically with the rhythm guitarist not just the bassist uh mm-hmm. you, you, and he has such a unique sounds it's like as soon as as soon as you hear that snare drum it you know it's Lars, and how many drummers can you say that about? Like, here's a snare drum. Oh, that's so and so. I know there's others out there, but there's so few. I feel like you know he has. Yeah. He's 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 a monster. Fuck the haters. Oh, well, Lars uh, is the I, best. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Oh, finally, I've arrived at 32 years of age, and I've met someone who's as indignant as I am and couldn't care less. Yeah. Now you understand why I started this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, man? I think, I think everybody needs to just take a chill pill and remember what this is. It's fucking rock and roll, man. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fucking yeah, rock yeah, and roll yeah. band. Lars, yeah. look, don't, don't give me shit about Lars already. The dude, the dude has more bearing of of the process of what it takes to become and make a rock band do not give me shit that dude like yeah. fanboyed motorhead he fanboyed uh so, I, I read recently that he like you know he was he he chased his dreams you know he got on the, you know when he was talking about drums he managed to get put in touch with neil Peart. you know early back in the days i saw that on like a recent uh, uh interview that he did but like he you know he's on he's on the sleeve of a motorhead record you know he yeah he stood outside uh, outside bands his hotels you know yes he had a bit of money behind him but that that doesn't make it that doesn't make it right it's the, it's a decision it's an inner yeah, right thing that he's chasing there he's also an arranger he's also someone sure, who, yeah. who sees and hears an idea and goes that is special we need to do yeah. that and that goes with this maybe well i mean and, and that's a whole other thing too is that you know i think people underestimate him as a songwriter and arranger because yeah. you know and as the business person like we exactly. you're talking about you have to check all those boxes well there's no bigger brand in music the Metallica. I mean, maybe like the Beatles, but I mean, like right. in, in terms of brand recognition, mm-hmm. logo, uh, the the whole package, it gets no bigger than Metallica, mm-hmm. and and that's a credit to all of them, but especially Lars. I mean, it, it, that's I I can't I can't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think I think that it's they've made it look easy. I've got to say, yeah. they've, they've taken heavy metal, thrash metal, 
a kind of fringe uh, genre of rock music and heavy rock music, you know, inspired by the new wave British heavy metal bands. Yeah. Right? Fine. But they've made that into like what is essentially a corporation, right? They've made that into something that moves around the globe into yeah. this tour that is like massive. And I don't think people really grasp like that's not easy. And uh, I, I, I respect their decision making, their business, their, the way that they do things. Um, it, it, it's always it's it always feels like the best the greatest ideas always seem like they would be obvious but they're not i'm telling yeah, you now they're not know. obvious and and look personally personally i one of the things that i love about lars um uh is that he accents the the, the second beat of the bar <laughs> right <laughs> like really on the symbol yeah one two three four one on the two i'm like what's that about what's who, who accents the two man he goes fill 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 nothing on one and then high high symbol on the two i'm like and then he goes and then before the beginning of the next bar he goes four and on the high on the symbol i'm like this dude man like, what, he, i do you know what i love about it is that he 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 he, he really does kind of he's like the umbrella for like have fun in rock and roll and he just plays yeah. what he hears he doesn't have like bob like bob rock said i mean i feel he bob rock really summed it up really amazingly about lars he doesn't have a bag of tricks he plays to the fucking song mm-hmm. and that's it he doesn't do, he doesn't go this is what i can do no and in fact the drum, drum educators they tell people exactly that's that type of training you should yeah. not turn up to a session and go here's all my tricks you won't get the job right you, yeah you, you you're supposed to play to the music ringo yeah. was left-handed and that's one of the special kind of components of his playing he was playing a right-handed kit and he's left-handed you right know, but he, you, ringo takes a lot of stick i don't know why because it's he's part he's 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 25 percent responsible for the sound of that record <laughs> right. i don't i don't get it. i mean yes yeah john lennon's funny he goes he's not even the best drummer in the band you know i, I, was, <laughs> I get all that and i respect that it's great that might be true by the way yeah but you can't hate on people who've who, yeah. who, who make the most of what they've been given imagine sure. if they didn't he, they, yeah, or, or they were obnoxious they didn't treat their bandmates respectfully they didn't try to keep the band together right I mean, through adversity, you can't say, but Lars tried to keep that band together. I think, I mean, I don't believe that he, he would ever leave that band. And I did not hear anybody knock Lars's playing until Napster came. And then he became the poster <laughs> boy. And then everybody was like, oh, and he sucks at drums and he, yeah. he can't keep time and this. I'm like, this, all right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> are there better drummers out there? Yeah, of course there is. That's not the discussion I'm yeah. having. Yeah, you know? right. That's not, yeah, that's not, that's not the discussion I'm having. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm I think. I'm, yeah, no. I know. I was just gonna say. I think Lars Ulrich said it perfectly himself. Um, he said he is the best drummer to ever play in Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's great. But, yeah, I mean, although James did look pretty good on those drums, he did. Yeah, he did. He, he did a pretty good job, man. I, and it's so funny. I, I, yeah, I mean, when I listen back to the the, so I remember uh, the drum solo from the 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 Binge and Purge DVD, right? And he did a right. drum solo, Lars. Yeah. And he basically was, I didn't know at the time, but he was drumming the one drums, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
I there was a rhythm there that I absolutely loved, and I, and I know there don't look guys. I've studied, I, I, you know, I, I'm I I was very lucky. I worked my ass off, but I love music. I played guitar. I got scholarships to go to music college. I listened to jazz. I listened to all type types of music. I know Lars is not the best drummer on the planet. That's not what I'm saying, guys. Please, <laughs> please, please, please. I know that there are some incredible musicians out there, people that just blow your mind. I know that who are perhaps far more deserving of the place in Metallica. But the truth is they didn't fucking get there, so shut up. Okay, <laughs> right. They didn't get there. Yeah. So that's it. But it, he, he, his drumming in in both Angel, in Angelus for All, I thought his drumming in actually Ride the Lightning was really good. And I, mm-hmm. and I love the charming kind of teenage quality that he brought to Kill Em All. I thought it was really yeah. good. I yeah. loved it. I thought it's an eighteen-year-old lad there in a thrash metal band. It sounds like shit, but it fucking hell. That's a that's a great bit at the end of Seek and Destroy. That's a, that's a yeah. that's a cool drum bit. And then obviously right. the the drum breaking battery. It's a great. I, he's he's. Do you know how he? Do you know how difficult it is to 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 drum in a band like Metallica and then actually have create famous drum parts that people cannot stop air drumming, like fuel, yeah. like fuel. I, I can't remember. The Sad but true. That. You, it true. won't get simpler, but everybody waits for the caveman drumming. I yeah. absolutely love You know, there's, I mean, people need to just. I, I didn't know all this, by the way. I, I, yeah. I, like I said, I turned up. I turned up to these conversations completely misinformed. I thought everyone was going to be on my page. And <laughs> fucking hell, man! I was on my own again. I thought. They're like, oh, I'm into heavy metal. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah. What do you think of this? And they're like, oh, shit. I'm like, what? I don't know what. Honestly, man, I was I was so unlucky because I I didn't meet a real Metallica fan until tonight. Fucking, <laughs> 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 it's, it's it's unbearable, man. But I was I'm a, I was a huge fan, and I I loved, I you know I I loved the way that Hetfield played. I loved yeah. I loved the soul behind the riffs, like you know. Uh, fixer and all the other ones that you you know that you'd go to um, yeah the music and i and do you know what i really respected i think metal bands particularly are imprisoned by their own genre mm-hmm. and i think that they are confined by the norms the structural sure, the, 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 yeah. the, the, the structure the tempos the um the tuning the subject matter mm-hmm. and i think what load and reload did was acknowledge the power of Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains, Nirvana, yeah. what was going on. And they thought, we need to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And we need to create a new sound which has the same bollocks, the same mm-hmm. toughness, the same the same essence. So, you know, uh, you know, until it sleeps. Yes, they've all got makeup on. Go and watch that live and see what happens. Yeah. When you watch that live, when you see until it's the, or you, or you can hear it through the headphones, you can hear it on the record. It's a massive song. Yes, it's not, it's a great song, but they, what they did is they took the shackles off. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, as massive respect for them to doing that. When I saw Ozzy Osbourne say, I love Load, I don't know why everyone's giving it shit. I think it's a fucking great album. When I saw Ozzy say that, I was like, that's it. <laughs> that's it i love you ozzy all, all the time even though you're pissed up and you're, you're poor guy i feel bad for you barely understand what you're saying and you're, yeah, you're, you're a country you're right man. yeah but i don't know but i was so happy that he said that man yeah because i had defended load for like fucking six years yeah well i mean what i've said before on this podcast and i will always say is one of my favorite things about metallica is that every single album they come out with you know it's going to sound like metallica 
you but you have no clue what to expect from it and they are the only metal band that i know of uh definitely on you know in in any kind of relevance that puts themselves into these situations that other metal bands either would not be willing to do or would not be able to do whether it's because of their maybe sometimes it's just because of their popularity but i think a lot of times it's because of their willingness and uh uh and and you know like you said they get pigeonholed and and i think they pigeonhole themselves like imagine uh you know slayer doing an acoustic show imagine um you know a band playing uh with an orchestra i know other bands have but there's so many thrash metal bands that would not go anywhere near symphony orchestra or know what to do with the symphony orchestra and that's not a knock against those bands but that is a reason why i like metallica and you know like look at load reload okay they're experimenting with blues with country western with with all these taboo things that do you know how how cringe it is when you hear a metal band do country like (laughs) nine out of ten times it is cringe (laughs) It is just like, it's just like embarrassing, but they do it in a way where it sounds natural, authentic, and still a hundred percent like Metallica while still sounding different from the rest of their catalog. I think, I think, I think it does, you know, annoyingly for the rest of us mere mortals, I think it does come down to uh, some intelligent people at the helm of this. Yeah. Um, And I don't mean educated. I mean, I think they're quite talented. I think they're, they're, they're not, not quite talented. I'm talking like they're, they're mental. They're fucking, you know, it's Metallica guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're incredibly talented musicians. Yeah. And yeah. That, that, that is, that's the beauty of the music industry. You can take a, you can take somebody like Kurt Cobain, like Joni Mitchell, like, like Leonard Cohen, like, you know, Paul Simon or who, it doesn't matter who you pick. You can pick this. They're all, they're all super special. And none of them received any proper, to a degree, at the early stage, none of them really received any proper musical education until perhaps a bit into the process. Sure. But look how special they sound. Fleetwood Mac, the, the longe- long, longevity of, of uh, great music has amazing longevity, but to have longevity as a metal thrash band, and, for, and it, you think uh, it's not easy to sell tickets like, yeah. and like, sell out arenas around the globe anymore for a metal band. Who, what, mm. who, who are nearly 60 by the way <laughs> right yeah that's 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 not you can't you can't you can't have a pop with them you can't have a pop for me uh the, why are they why are they able to draw on all these styles because at the end of the day it's james hetfield and at the end of the day it's lars Ulrich singing and they are they are nevertheless they create a spark which is 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 untouchable and that's why q prime management are so fucking lucky yeah. and they know they're lucky every time they wake up because they've got <laughs> this fucking van this monster yeah. out there yeah. and they know how special they are this this is i mean look <clears throat> let's face it the beatles broke up in six years of the genre they are essentially the u2 the beatles of heavy metal and it's nothing to it, it's not because I'm not fanboy. I wouldn't. I don't. I, I know. I'm not. I wouldn't fanboy bad material. But the truth is, is that I can't help but think. Fucking hell! I love that song. I love Mama said. Mm. I love No Man's lyric. I love Tuesday's Gone. How the fuck did they do that so well? Yeah. How the fuck did they do that so well? Astronomy. They did so well. Like I've mentioned already. 
there's so many examples of them going. I mean, the uh, oh, what about the um, the medley that they did for Dio? Yeah, that's flawless. <laughs> that's incredible. The vocal performance by James on that. Yeah. I mean, having a singer that that's like that 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 that's that unique. You know, this very it's so rare, and a, and a, and a vote and a vocal that has changed, improved, become stronger. And is you know it's obviously so catchy. Everything that he articulates yeah. is so so catchy. You know, it's- well, I mean, everybody talks about you know the the bite of uh, yeah. and the grunt of Hatfield, and rightfully so. He has that you know the that bark, right? Yeah. It, but I always say he is extremely underrated when it comes to soulfulness, and he is an yeah. extremely soulful singer. Absolutely. And and that and that's something again that you don't really hear a lot in metal bands, and I think that's why. He's a big part why, you know, they can pull off an acoustic show because he has that voice that it it, it sounds very natural playing uh, Whiplash Mm -hmm. and it sounds very natural playing, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mama Said. It's not out of place on either on either track. I I really like the acoustic version they did of uh, All Within My Hands. I think that's. Oh, yeah. I think that was inspired. I thought that was fucking great. I, I, I heard that and I was like shit I was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell man that's that's not easy i'm i'm coming at you from yeah. from you know some you know someone respectfully who you know is is just a dude in a, essentially in a room with his guitars who loves music but to compose and rehash an old song that you know so well having recent experience doing the medley and the ghost medleys that i've done yeah and this is I mean, that's so hard because do you know what people know it so well so if you're gonna fuck yeah. with it you're 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 playing with fire there. You really mm-hmm. are. I mean, they're, they're able to just go into all different styles because at the end of the day, good music comes to the top, and it's just good music. If it doesn't sound good, it won't come to the top. It's nothing to do with. It's James Hetfield that equals I love it. No, it's 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 James yeah. Hetfield, and they are hugely talented, and they have an instinct for what sucks. Yeah, right? perfectly they, said. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. So let's talk about the medley. I know I've heard you, uh, the ghost medley and okay. uh, that you you sent me a while back. And, and I was trying to talk you into doing a Metallica medley. I'm not saying that's why you did it, but I, w- I was trying to talk you into it. Um, <laughs> and uh, and w- this medley shows up in my Twitter DMs. And I'm like, oh, awesome. He, he did it. He did it. I'm going to listen to it. And I'm oh, like... Man. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I, I I don't want to lie to you. I'm gonna be honest no, with please you. Do it, I, please do, man. I I clicked on the track and I said, "17 minutes." <laughs> I go, "How is this gonna hold my attention for 17 minutes?" Uh, but I say that only because I clicked play, and it ended, and I go, "That was fucking 17 minutes. I want more." <laughs> that was it was it was really well done. And what I like about it is, you you capture. Something that's incredibly hard. You capture the the tone and the and the vibe of Metallica on some of their most classic material, but it it it's not a note for note recreation. And I like that it's your own arrangement. It's your own spin. Yeah, I you're gonna hear the medley in this episode um, for everybody listening. You're gonna hear that. You're gonna be like, 
uh yeah that sounds like ride the lightning and it's going to go in different directions and you're and you bring different parts in the arrangement to the forefront and put other parts to the background and then other parts are more in line with what you hear in the record and it's just really well balanced really well done really well arranged and and, and obviously a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears went into it. So I, I'm interested to hear just the overall yeah. process of of putting it together. And now that I've adopted Bison basically as my uh, the Metallicast house band, I'll call you guys. <laughs> well, first off, I got to say, say that uh, to hear you say that is very super kind of you. And it's, I don't, I'm not sure I quite deserve that level of praise, but I'm 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 super grateful, man. And I, and I know 17 minutes. You should have seen my sound engineer's response. <laughs> he, he was like, he's, 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 uh, he's um, Venezuelan. And he was like, are you fucking, are you fucking kidding me? What's the fuck? You know, he only knows how to swear in English. Yeah. And he's a phenomenal guy. His name's Troy. Um, together, Hector and Troy, we make a quite a, quite a nice partnership. We have great friends. And he is, awesome. um, he did a, he did a really great job. He really did. And I, you know, it, it, it's, stupid it's it's it we wouldn't advise it it's, it's stupid this is it's, it's it's impossible to um it's a, incredibly hard to sell and you're telling me you know the truth is i'm a huge music fan a huge metallica fan i don't think i would be uh the musician i am and have the approach that i take because i i think that um what metallica and other rock bands that i'm inspired by gave me is a no bullshit policy now it's either authentic or it's not authentic. I right. cannot play a riff that I know to be wrong or that I feel doesn't is not right. So, and that comes to you know the physicality of it, how Hetfield plays it, how Kirk sure, plays yeah. it. Everything has to be right. I mean, the process is incredibly difficult. So, um, be- only because you're on your own. So, what do you do? You, I, I start throwing paint at the canvas. So, I take one song at a time, and I've literally interpreted every song. In, an, in a way that if this was my idea, how would I go about it, you know, and right. try to instantly forget about everything that I know about the song, <laughs> which is like, which makes no Almost sense. impossible, like, yeah. Yeah, anyone looking at this would say, heck, to get a fucking life. Seriously, you know, you have, you have a job to do. Like, what is this? What are you doing? Like, what is this? Anyway, so I, you know, I the first song I started with, I start. I tried to start with the least popular one, so I started with uh, the the uh, trap, not not least popular, but the less the deeper cuts, like you know, trap sure. under ice and uh, the other one, escape. Is it? I forget the. Uh, I, I forget whether well, one before creeping death, the one that no one. Um, anyway, <laughs> here I am. Escape. Here I am trying to sell. Yeah, escape. Yeah, yeah, escape. Right, that's it. Yeah, um, and I started with those, and now. I the setup my setup literally is my laptop, uh, Logic Pro open, a microphone, Shure SM57 with a PV Valve King amp there. That's a nice watt amp. Uh, my Explorer guitar, and away I go. And I basically just record bit by bit as I and I it's very much like an, a, a one man band jam. Okay, well, right, like, yeah. how, do, how do I want to hear this? And like, let's I'll take one example. Uh, trapped under ice okay i'm going to go back to that one that's in the middle of the medley kind of thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the eight minute point Uh, (laughs) and anyway right uh, uh, so uh, trapped under ice that what i loved about that song many things obviously but what i loved about that song was the hook da 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 dun just that just that was so hooky to me when i was when i was growing up 
And as you can tell from that section of the medley, the Trapped Under Ice section, I created an entirely new block of music inspired by just that. And I thought, it, obviously just listening to Hardwires recently, it's that's how I imagine they would probably go about yeah. arranging that now yeah, talking up my ass obviously what the fuck do i know obviously nothing <laughs> but still it sounded cool and i went with it i went with it yeah. then it, the solo section of trapped under ice is actually the chorus guitar part it's everything is exactly the same but instead mm -hmm. i'm using you know uh, a melodic minor harmonic minor solo over the top of it to disguise the original part so if you listen to the solo section of that the guitar solo it's it's actually the the trapped under ice chorus, but it's but you don't hear it because it's because it's, it's disguised by the solo anyway. Yeah, the synthesizer parts are added because they're my orchestra. Like if orchestra if orchestra parts worked well on Logic, the presets I would you'd be hearing strings. The truth is that I don't really like them, and they they obviously sound fake. And I'm already contending with trying to create and convince someone that's not fake drums when it is because i type everything out so mm -hmm. lars's drums or drums how i hear it, i type everything out it's not quantized in the way it's not it's not downloaded i don't use any drum loops nothing like that everything is typed out and it's laborious and it takes ages it really does but me because you know i i, I I'm, I'm i'm an amateur right i don't i'm not a sound engineer by profession and i don't know the, the, the technology that well and then everything else is literally just by instinct so ride the lightning uh chorus there there's there's synthesizers over the chorus and that's just a melody that i heard it's just a melody that i heard and wanted to put over the top of it the the or the orchestral kind of synth elements over for whom the bell tolls again it's just playing it and hearing it there in my head and then yeah. going okay that might work and then do you know what sometimes sometimes brandon it doesn't work obviously but mm -hmm. i might and I, I it has to be it has to always be that the aim is always to maintain the essence of the album, the performance of that album and how they do it live, how they do it live. Yeah. You know, because that is so special and that cannot be <laughs> reproduced easily. If, right. if, if at all, it cannot be done. So, I mean, and the, and the Kirk Hammett guitar solo on Ride the Lightning, I fired up the wah pedal. I learned the part, I, you know, I learned the part for the fade to black solo at the end there. And and you know it was a great. I loved relearning the solo, but I didn't know how much shit Kirk got. I'm going online and I'm looking at people give <laughs> Kirk Hammett shit. What's going on, man? What's going on? I I, I don't. I'm not online really, as you can yeah. tell. I'm trying to get people to listen to this, but I I don't understand the level of kind of snobbery that's coming into this. It, it's just everybody. Everybody wants to hate because they're yeah, man. I don't popular. Get it. I guess you know. Every, every, it, you're doing something right if you have so many haters over a wah pedal <laughs> and uh in yeah. a drum beat you know yeah I, with every medley i try and um use my musical training and and explore any scope for interpretation so fade to black's got a lot of transitions and changes to it uh the the intro that i just did for you for creeping death you can hear that i've i've changed the riff of the main riff but it, it actually is the same rhythm the yeah. same rhythm of the opening rhythm guitar section is the same but i've changed it because that's how I heard it. That's how I heard it. And in fact, when I learned Creeping Death as a kid, I played it wrong, like we all do. And then you, you, know, you <laughs> yeah, later yeah. on, you find out, and then, you know, you, you essentially, you know, you, you punish yourself for playing it so badly. And then, <laughs> right. and then you plug back in, have another go. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, you know, it's it's all about scope for interpretation. The ghost medleys uh, are again they were they were massively difficult, um, but hugely fun. I love it, and I, this is also buy some music. I saw so I'll give you a little very quickly. I, I don't want me to talk too long. Sorry about that. I basically no please. I started buy some music because my dad passed away, and we and I I, I loved music, and he you know I love music and I love music with him. And I and I would always share music with him that I had recorded, listen, you know, or mm-hmm. done. And and he would always feed back to me, going, <clears throat> "What what should you be actually getting up to, Hector? You know, what I'm saying, like, what is this crap <laughs> you've just sent me, kind of thing, you know?" And he, and I, and sometimes he'd like what I sent him, but yeah. after he passed, there was a huge void because I didn't really feel comfortable sharing any music with anybody. And I thought, well, look, I need a mouthpiece to try and write and record music. And just put it up there and buy some music was kind of is the, the mouthpiece the vocal point for that just to publish music that i've made uh that i would have enjoyed with my dad you know he he was awesome. 54 he he loved you know he i you know hugely inspirational for me and i'm so lucky to have had a dad i mean he he had dad and a dad like him you know um so everything is for him so but trying to write a song get you to listen to it as a stranger is a hard sell so what I do is what I'm, I'm taking bands that you love and I love as well, and I'm trying to create something that is a twist on the norm and that brings maybe you in, other listeners in, and I can have a meaningful discussion with like-minded fans. And then, by yeah. the way, there's this music in case you want. But as you know, I'm not a hard seller. I'm not very good on social media. It's it's I'm 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 beyond that generation perhaps where they have an instinct for selling stuff and having a social media presence. I'm just not that way inclined perhaps. Um, but nevertheless, I thought I I think it's actually a bit rude to like not rude. That's that's not fair. <laughs> but like I think it's a bit kind of presumptuous to go listen to my new shit. Right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's I so you. much. There's so much stuff out there. There's so yeah. much stuff out there. So if I can do something a little bit different and put a twist on everything that we know like that this song so well then hopefully that brings you know interest anyway you know and also i love to do it i love doing this it took a long time i did it was 17 minutes because it was 25 minutes (laughs) 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 okay and i had to cut some shit out and that's why i sent you the creeping death one because i thought actually that might work as a podcast intro maybe you might like it yeah it it is a perfect fit because it's like uh, about a perfect length. It has like a beginning, middle, and end. It's yeah. recognizable, but it's not. It, it it it's different enough where people are going to be like, "Oh, the, he's just taking creeping death from the album." And um, exactly. so, and, but that's the vibe. Like I said, throughout the whole seventeen minutes, and and I have to ask. So I I know it took you a while. How long did it actually take you to put together the so, final product from like the from the moment you first sat down to work out ideas to you release the final product. So this one took about a month and a half. Uh, uh, now of actual proper meaningful work that could probably get down to reduced to about three weeks. So just shy of a month. Yeah. And the truth is, is that, uh, this was the hardest one by far, by far, because it's 
it's it's it's a band that no one fucks with. You don't fucking come along yeah. and rehash whom the bell tolls. Who the fuck do you think you are? Like what the fuck is this? <laughs> but who you know what what the nerve of this guy, right? So <laughs> it has I have to try to do something that doesn't make me feel uncomfortable at the end of the day because I'm a Metallica yeah. fan too, right? But the 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 time the time consuming bit is the compositional work that is attached to the original ideas or the the changed ideas and making sure the instrumentation in the synthesizers is is right. So I use different synthesizers. I don't use any presets. I create my own sounds that I want, and I try to use the the tools available on on Logic to mm -hmm. to give me sounds that I want. So there's obviously recognizable organ sounds there, of course. Um, but the layers are there to try and complement what's going on in the same approach that you know, not aligning myself with Michael Kamen for fuck's sake, but I'm saying like, you know, the same approach is to lift the music to a different, sure. and for, you know, considering I'm a one man band here and I'm doing everything, rhythm guitar, the bass guitar, the drums tapped out, the synthesizers, the uh, everything, the solos, the yeah. guitar solos, everything is done just by me. Uh, same with the other medleys as well. It, it does take obviously time. And also, you know, you fall out with yourself. <laughs> you don't like yourself very much he's like why yeah. am i doing this to myself what the fuck am i doing here like, what, what am i doing like seriously so it, it takes well then you time. also have the challenge of producing and editing yourself too yeah you know and being in, in deciding you know what's the best take what's the mm -hmm. uh, does that you know new melody actually work or that scale yeah. actually work and, and you can you know, I, I'm talking from experience you can really get in your own head, you know, like and, and start second guessing yourself then third guessing yourself if you really let yourself get to that. And sometimes you just have to be like, nope, this is this is it. And I'm going to put yeah. it out there and yeah, absolutely. call it a day. It's, yeah, it, man, it's totally right. It's, it's had a few drafts. It's had yeah. a few drafts. The arrangement um, is I can only be described as its instinct as to uh, what I wanted people to hear first from the medley. If, you, yeah. if you're kind enough and you have the time to listen to it, then great. I'm super grateful. It starts well, it's going to be in this episode, so you have no choice because you must <laughs> listen to every podcast episode from beginning to end. Okay, well, I put, so. I put Call of Cthulhu at the beginning because <laughs> I thought it's such a, it's, it's, it's so yeah. special for me because it opened the SNM DVD. And mm -hmm. I and I and it was my first introduction to Ride the Lightning. It's a personal thing. Yeah. But I try to attach sentiment where not not self-consciously, really, just because that's the way I think things should be, really. They should kind of if I'm gonna do something like this, it has to kind of come from the right place. For right. him, the belt tolls is the second song I heard from Ride the Lightning, because it's the second song they play from that album on on mm -hmm. S and M. You know, so that so that's why the arrangement's that way. Um, of course, Fate to Black had to go at the end. Why? Because I, I th in my mind, I thought if someone's going to listen to this, they're going to be waiting for Fate to Black and it's going to be right at the fucking end. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got to get through it first. Then, <laughs> you know, that, so that's why I put it. I put it right at the end. But as you can hear, Fate to Black, the, my interpretation of it is, in conven is conventional. I also put a bass solo in there mm -hmm. as well which is a nod to Cliff, obviously. It's an improvised bass solo. Anything that you don't recognize is completely compositional by me. And it's just yeah. to try and take you on a, 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 take someone on a journey. Now, the Sonics, I know they're not real drums. Of course, Troy, my sound engineer, and I, we are, we, are, we 
we both want to use real drums. We want to, we don't want to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. The truth is that I'm limited right now. And particularly with the pandemic that I sure, can't, yeah. I can't get, grab a drummer, you know? And so my logic Lars that I call it, <laughs> is if my logic Lars, I, you know, he's done, he's done an okay job. And yeah. you know what, if you're going to listen to it, guys, please do put it through some, some, some good speakers, put it through some good headphones. You'll, you'll really, you'll, you'll really benefit from it. And, you know, I'm, I'm quite proud of how it sounds with, 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 you know, considering what we're limited by at the moment, you know, we haven't gone to a studio to do this um, and we haven't used, you know, a proper drummer. And that would have been a great thing to add. And that's something I want yeah. to add later on. You know, I'd love to start, uh, you know, drawing, keep bringing in musicians to, to, you know, you know, do those parts for real, you know, sure, and yeah. I think that that would be a massive jump in the process. And hopefully we can do, I can do that this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my favorite part was doing the fight fire with fire organ bit. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was, I loved doing that. And I, you know, I was, when I was studying it again, I mean, it's, it's not overly, overly complicated. We're not talking about, you know, you know, Stravinsky here, but it's so good. And I don't know who composed that. I have no idea who composed that intro to fight fire with fire. I have no idea. But I mean, I'm in, I'm inclined to think it was cliff because of his classical background. Do you know? I, I think it was Hetfield. No way, man. But I'm Hetfield. not 100%. If that's true, that's really annoying because the dude, <laughs> you know, that's really annoying because that's, that's, that's ridiculous. It's actually ridiculous. I mean, it, it yeah. sounds like a harpsichord, which is, yeah. which is, which is not, is it? But it's, it's, yeah, I just wanted to do something different with it. And I hope that people aren't you know, too defensive about it. And I hope they enjoy it. And I hope that, uh, you know, and the, the, the main meat and potatoes of fight fire with fire, as you can hear when I come in with the thrash, you know, guitar part, it's, 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 it's the song, right? Um, yeah. And I brought the, the last harmonies, two guitar solo section forward early on. Cause I think, cause again, it's about time, right? Cause I'm trying to cut down time all the time. Right, the, yeah. the thing is 25 minutes long. Logic is taking 20 minutes to open every time I want to work on it. You know, I'm working <laughs> off a off a MacBook Air. I have yeah. no studio here. This is yeah, this yeah. is a fold out. If you were to come in here, you'd think that I was at the bailiffs were coming in to take the yeah. shit because I've got nothing else in here. Like I've got I've got classical classical guitar there and then yeah. another guitar there. But this there's nothing else in this room, man. This yeah. is it's pretty barren. So, you know, I did my best. Well, it. I think the finished product was great. You know, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Um, I would not have asked to, you know, hey, hey, I think I can use this in the podcast if I, I would have yeah. said, I would have been like, oh yeah, that that was really cool, man. All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> which is what actually, which is what I'm used to hearing. So that would have been fine. That would have probably made my day. Actually, he got back to me. Yes. <laughs> I think it's really well done. I think everybody who listens to this podcast will. Uh, really appreciate it, and uh, and, and you know, I I I personally like, you know, listening to a, a cover song. Uh, I can respect if somebody covers a song note for note and does a bang up job at it, but I, I like a cover song that has its own unique sound and unique flavor. And, and and you know, like you were saying, this is such a difficult task because. So many people know 
this Very band, nice. know this album. It, for some people, for a lot of people, Ride the Lightning is their all time favorite Metallica album, and they're gonna hold it on this pedestal. So for me, if I want to listen to 17 minutes of Ride the Lightning, note for note, I'll put on Ride the Lightning the album. That's so totally if <laughs> so if I'm listening to this medley. I like that it, it does new things. It's a new arrangement. It's a fresh arrangement. It goes into different directions. There's new compositional elements to it. And I think most people listening to it uh, will definitely like it. So let's tell everybody where they can find the medley. I, there's going to be links to everything in the episode description anyways. But tell everybody where they can find the medley, where they can find Bison and contact you and check out your music. Sure. So I'm on. So the handle is at Bison Music UK. I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, if you uh, there's links on my page to that directly to uh, to this new Metallica medley. Also, for you guys out there who do not have 17 minutes or and actually perhaps have a life uh, and don't want to stay around <laughs> and listen to 17 minutes of what I have to say about Ride the Lightning. You can actually, there's, it's now chaptered into sections on my YouTube yeah. page. Um, so you can go straight to the Ride the Lightning section. You can go straight to the Fight Fire with Fire awesome. section. Please check it out. I mean, guys, you know, any, I, you know, I really am a huge music lover, a huge Metallica fan. It was an honor to do this, an honor to be asked by you to come on here and just have a chat with a complete stranger and feel like I've known you for a long time. So I'm really right. grateful for you, right? Yeah. Um, Thank you. Uh, no, I'm really grateful. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was a blast having you on. It's so funny, you know, our interactions have only been on Twitter and they've been very quick or whatever. So this is the first time we've actually yeah, for sure. spoken in yeah. any kind of depth. And it's funny, you know, just having the similar journey of how we got into the band and having to backtrack, yeah. having our love for Nick Cave and, you know, and, oh, and discovering all these other bands and having a soft spot in our heart for the loads wow. and reloads and sure. garagings and S and M's. Uh, and so yeah. it, it was a, it, it was a pleasure having you on, man. I forgot to mention the embarrassing uh, com uh, component from my Metallica loving kind of history. When I was 13, 14, I started a YouTube a channel called Hectallica. And I covered <laughs> Metallica stuff and I wore blue shorts and I, and I that covered everything. Awesome. And actually MTV used one of my videos for like the, uh, the icon, uh, no way. Had like a collection of, um, of YouTube, yeah, yeah. like, like submitted videos. And I, yeah. and I, I submitted killing time, their, their cover of killing time. Yeah. And they used that. Um, oh, yeah, wow. And, that's so and cool. Metallica was my handle. Obviously. <laughs> that's actually still up there. Right. And it's, you can actually search that. Um, I won't, I, I wouldn't recommend it. There's definitely better things on YouTube. I'm not even pushing bison right now. You just, you just, I just know there is, but, um, I thought I did. I mean, everyone thought that I, uh, was uh, fast forwarding the video because of the downstrokes. Cause I was playing oh, yeah. everything downstroke and they thought I was yeah. speeding everything up. And I, uh, I, Again, I just didn't understand what they meant. I thought, what are they on about? Like, and I didn't realize that was such a that's such a hard thing that everyone's fighting over to do. Like, to yeah. replicate Petfield style and and yeah. style on that. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. Mean, I just I forgot to mention that because that was no, actually awesome. you know it's, it's, yeah. Anyway, and like I said, there'll be links in to everything in the episode description. Yeah. Check out Bison. They're now uh, your music will now have a permanent home here on Metallica for the intro and. I'm sure you'll hear parts of the melee sprinkled throughout the episode. So I'm very excited. I wanted to give Thank the you. podcast a little bit of a facelift and freshen things up. And I think this is the perfect way to do that. And, uh, 
And so if you don't like it, too fucking bad. Fuck it up. Yeah, if you don't like it. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I suppose. Uh, maybe I, I don't know if I can really say that, but. Um, I said it for you. I thanks, said it man. for you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Look, if, you, look, if you're not a fan of it, it comes from a good place. Be gentle. Yeah. Okay. I'm yes. on my own here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hector. This was awesome. Thank you so much, man. Pleasure, man. Thank you. Huge thank you to Hector, the man behind Bison out of the UK. Check out all the links in the episode description. Give Hector a follow on social media. Check out his YouTube channel. Not only does he have the Ride the Lightning medley, which you're going to hear in a moment, but he also has a ghost medley and a bunch of great stuff up there. Check him out. Give him your support. The new Metallicast intro is so good. And I hope that you're going to enjoy the music that you hear from Bison throughout this episode and all future episodes of Metallicast. So check out the links. Give Metallicast a follow on social media at MetallicastPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're new to the podcast, please subscribe. Please download. Please leave a positive five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All that goes a long way in helping this podcast continue to grow on my quest for world domination. And here is... The Ride the Lightning Medley in all of its 17 minute glory from Bison. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, middle of your ass. Yeah!
Fabs not experts.